Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to our podcast series. Today, or this week, I should say, we're going to talk about the great resignation and how it's not new. It really isn't. It's a complete myth that the great resignation is new. But furthermore, what I really want to get into is what to do about it. You are going to hear from myself and my friend and co-host in this series, JC, and we are going to go over the myth from people are lazy and do not want to work to the fact that we have less people in the USA of working age. Uh, Also, we're going to openly discuss how people are fed up with low pay, no advancement and development, and quite honestly, being treated like a cog that is abused, hopefully not at your organization. And then the last two sections of uh, the podcast are going to discuss, you know, what can we as employers, as leaders, as HR professionals do about it? And then finally, which is super important, How do you get your executives to listen and take action? Let's jump in. Wendy, a lot of people have said time and again uh, that they're finding, and and we could say they, the proverbial they, you could Google it, talk to people around, read different articles, et cetera, but people consistently bring out the fact that newer people coming into the workforce are making more money now than something that has been offered on the table for that long-standing employee. Whereas if you are moving from job to job, sometimes it's much easier to climb the ladder. So when we think about the thought that, uh, how'd that go again with the air quotes, that uh, people are lazy and don't want to work, right? Well, maybe yeah. the, is, it, is it plausible that the people aren't lazy? It's just that they don't want to keep doing that same work for you for the lower rate of pay when you're not bringing forward a proper adjustment, a, a proper raise yep. or uh, taking care of the employee. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard pill to swallow for any business owner. And I, I really do empathize with that because if you were in business a couple of years ago, uh, whatever, whatever that might be, let's just say five years ago, it may have been acceptable at that point in time to pay somebody X because that's what your competitors were paying too. Right. Well, during... Um, this, you know, this time period of the past few years and with people moving all over the place, but uh, inflation and cost of housing, uh, cost of everything has increased, not just in the United States, uh, but we are talking about the United States right here, but it cost of a lot of things have increased worldwide. And for whatever reason, employers, probably because they don't have the money and they didn't plan for it, they are saying, no, that's not what the value of your job is. And then employees are saying, okay, if you don't value me, I'll go find somebody else who does. Uh, where, where are the employers getting this money for, from to magically increase everybody overnight? I have no idea. But what I do know is if your business plan is built on paying people the lowest possible amount you can, 
than you deserve to not have a great business outcome. And, and I know that sounds harsh, but that's, that is what I truly believe for the organizations that uh, pre pandemic said, I want to pay people what they're worth. I want to be an employer of choice. I want to have good compensation, good benefits, good culture, um, and treat my employees like humans. Guess what? They didn't have voluntary turnover and they still don't. It's been said numerous times that we have less people in the USA of working age. Baby boomers have retired. They're retiring. They're not being replaced. Is this factual? There was a recent blog post that you, the HR lady, Wendy Sellers, put out at the HRlady.com. Hopefully I said that right. I didn't do the Mm -hmm. dot too hard, like a a Pennsylvania dot, right? (laughs) You know? But hey. The HRlady.com. And the and the title of the blog that you put out there is um Wendy, where did all the people go? I can't find or keep staff. Yeah, I was at a conference speaking um in like March, uh probably February actually, and somebody asked this in the conference audience, and then I put this blog together and then I continue updating it as I have uh, more facts and more information. Um, you know, that individual was saying, you know, uh, people are lazy. And I'm like, I really don't think that's the case at all. And so at that point in time, I didn't have all the facts. So, of course, I, I put them together. But, you know, if you go on to census.gov, and this is in my blog as well, everybody who's listening, um, you go on uh, census.gov, it says the number of births in the U.S. has been declining every year since 2008, except for one random year in 2014. So we'll just. It was a very good year. It was a fantastic year. (laughs) I don't know what happened there, but since 2008, it is now 2022. So since 2008, there have been less births every single year. And so we as society were had no intentions of replacing the baby boomers. We should have known that the baby boomers were going to retire and we should as uh, um, you know, as workers, as employers, as companies, we should have been looking forward and said, okay, I have five baby boomers. I'm going to need to replace them in five, seven, 10 years. I need to start a training program now. But what I find is the first thing that employers always remove from the budget when they're running out of money is training. So we'll hold that thought for a second. But <laughs> according, to, uh, according to census.gov, there were 700,000 Fewer births in 2020 compared to 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's a real stat. It's a real stat. I'm not making this up. Holy I'm not smokes. making it up at all. <laughs> so they're, you know, they're not I, counting dog moms in this. Either, right? <laughs> nope. Nope. This is actual humans who eventually will turn, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're going to want to hire. Oh, and on that same talk t- topic, before we get to the training development, um, let's talk about about hiring kids. So another part that I, I just posted something the other day, and people were are complaining that um, you can't find retail and restaurant workers, right? 
oh, we used to have 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 16 year olds, 17 year olds. They don't want to work anymore. They're lazy. The interesting thing is they're not lazy. They might be, you know, kids, kids might be, but they're actually getting sucked up into the corporate world when they're teenagers. They're the corporate world. Oh, oh, like through an internship type program or something of that nature. Yep. Internship. um, Let me get you in here when you're 16, still in high school, get you in for the summer, get you in nights and weekends. We will train you. And if you choose not to go to college, you can start with us at 18 years old. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's step back and think about this for a second (laughs) right here. Okay, it's currently 2022. There's a landmark year coming up ahead of us. And that year is 2034. You have 12 years. 12 years till the seesaw tipping point comes into effect. Where Americans over the age of 65. There's, there's going to be more of them. There's going to be more yeah. of them over the age of 65 than those who are 18 and younger. And Wendy's, yeah. I got that from your statistics here. You got that from the census, uh, census.gov, I do believe as well, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that magic year, 2034. If you've got the corporate world procuring internships and recruiting from the young age, they're doing everything they can to bring them over to their side. Oof. How, how, how do yeah. you deal with that long-term plan right there? It's tough. It really is tough. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people that when people, when just friends, whoever, folks in in society are out complaining about something, I I like to look up the facts and and give it to them so they can stop that false information. But, um, you know, for anybody who's never, you know, heard, you know, my background, I have three college degrees and uh, two of them were a complete waste. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I didn't. Well, which which two? People, the doctorate and the master? No, go ahead. <laughs> I have two masters and I have a bachelor's. Um, but my bachelor's and my first master's were in a different I- industry. And I was just talking about this um, with a client this afternoon, and she and she was saying, you know, she's an in HR professional, but she's like, no, I went to school for accounting. And I think it's just interesting. We asked these kids and we were kids at that point, uh, 16, 17 years old to say, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Now go to college for four years and invest a hundred thousand dollars in it. And, you know, we don't know until we're older that, uh, that's something that I really wanted to do or not. Right. Right. And we have this great amount of student debt, uh, because of how expensive college is now, many, individuals are saying, I'm not going to college or I'm going to get, you know, maybe certifications and licensures, or I'm going to go to maybe a trade school. And we need all those trades really, really bad. We, we need trade so bad because the, the baby boomers were, you know, the society or the community of trades, but they are retiring or have retired. So my, my point of sharing this, again, is because so many of em- employers, smart employers are saying, we don't have the people. Yes, we've looked up the research. Baby boomers are retired. We don't have enough people to replace them. And even if we did magically find these humans, we have to train them. So we'll talk about training and development in our next segment. Um, let us go after the youngins and train them to see if they like this job. And then we will just train them internally and maybe send them off to some education or associate's degree or a degree later, but let's get them in 
now when they're young and excited to be here, but you got to be ready for that. You can't just wing it when you have a, you know, a 16, 17, 18 year old, heck, even a 25 year old in who wants to say, yeah, put me in, teach me. Next up, we are going to talk about how people are overall fed up with employers potentially abusing them. And we're going to discuss the four-day, five-day work week. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.